afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Girls Chronically Rock Podcast. And I am so excited because today I have a special guest, someone I met via social media. She has been the biggest supporter of Girls Chronically Rock. I love her and her name is Rebecca Jeffries. And let me just go into a little bit detail about Je Rebecca Jeffries. She is the founder of Sprouting Healthy Families, a coaching business for parents of kids on the spectrum. How amazing is that? Her sessions focus on the emotional well-being of parents, helping to build resilience and perspective in their lives. Recently, Rebecca was a guest on the radio shows Inspiring Hope with host Louise Herman and Community Connections with host Mike Alfenberg. I'm hoping that I pronounced that correctly, <laughs> in which they discuss parenting. In November, Rebecca will be a guest blogger for CentralMassMom.com. That sounds awesome. You can learn more and read about Rebecca's blogs at SproutingHealthAndFamilies.com. So I'm going to go in and have Rebecca tell us all about the wonderful things that she does. Oh, thank you, Keisha. <laughs> thank you for having me on board today. This is really exciting. Of course. I, you know, I, I adore your mission as well. That's why I'm so glad we could come together because I, you know, I have one of your t-shirts on. And yes, I see. I love yeah. it. <laughs> that's, yes, trust your dumbness. Yeah, I'm trying to get that message out to the parents because when you are parenting a child on the spectrum, things are so non-traditional and harder to predict. And if you were raised in a traditional household and you're trying to depend on how your parents raised you, you might find a lot of the systems don't really work. And so that can be extremely taxing on your emotional well-being and just your perspective taking. Um, and you can feel pretty much alone in it, even though you might know other parents with a similar struggle the, it, everyone is, their problems are so special to them. They're really individual because the spectrum is, is huge. It's huge. And yeah. I, I really like my experiences with high functioning autism. I have a son who's 21. Um, so I really can't speak to the families who have, you know, really severe cases that I think requires a level of specialty that I I couldn't, I could probably help a little bit, but I don't think I'd serve them as well as the others. I'm gonna stick to my experience with helping the parents. Whoa. Well, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> so tell us like, how did you get started with um, Sprouting Healthy Families? Like, how did this all come, come about and what inspired you? So I actually was, um, I'm a professional musician. I've been playing since I was a little girl, over 35 years of teaching music and I had just reached a point where I was really, really burnt out. I'd finally um, met my final goal of teaching at a college, which I really enjoyed, but I, I felt done. And I also felt really stuck. Like I didn't know what direction to go because all I knew was music. It's all I knew how to do. So I yeah. hired a coach. He talked me through things and he kept listening to me. And he goes, you're missing the whole reason you're on this planet, your reason to serve on this planet. And I was like, well, what are you talking about? He goes, <laughs> You need to talk to other parents. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, I had not considered that. So I did a little market research. I talked to other moms and dads and the support for this concept was overwhelming. So many people feeling that this is a great service to offer and make available. So I decided to go for it. Yeah, well, that's amazing. I think that's amazing what you're doing. So and when did when was this founded? I just opened my doors like three weeks ago. Oh, so, okay. Awesome. So nice yeah. and fresh. Yes. Well, I'm sure you're going to get a lot of attention, you know, because it's so awesome because I hear about, you know, so many celebrities too and their kids 
are on the autism um, spectrum. And I believe also, I think it's Tony Braxton, Tisha Campbell, Mm -hmm. and they seem they have like marvelous, wonderful foundations as well. So you never know. I wouldn't mind. You should definitely tag them in your post. I know I will too, because they seem like they do so much for the community. So I think that would be great. Thank you. I hadn't even considered that. That's an excellent idea. Yeah, you never know. I but this whole social media game today, it's like I tag I know different people online that I want to see girls chronically rock and you know, I'm just hoping one day they will check it out. But yeah, that's awesome. So what are your goals that you see sprouting families going, you know, in the next few months? Well, um, I'm really enjoying writing my blogs and I'm hoping that people will stop in and check them out because I I touch on a different subject and a lot of times it's about perspective taking, um, keeping things under control emotionally. That's really, really important because if the parent is emotionally stable and with it, then the child will be too. Because it's it, conversely, if you're anxious and freaking out about everything, the child will be too. So yeah. uh, that is a really big concept that I want to get a, get across to parents. Um, that a lot of times the, the issue starts with them. It's just kind of like training a dog. The issue starts with the human, not the dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, as I continue to express more through my blog and more people stumble across it and get a feel for what I'm trying to share, that they'll eventually um, want to invest in themselves and really get some help and understanding, you know, what's going on emotionally, what's going on with their systems at home and how they can be better people for their children. Yeah, no, that sounds totally awesome. And I'm sure they appreciate you for all that you do. So during this crazy time of this pandemic that we are in, how do you feel like, you know, that community with um, the autism spectrum, like how have they been dealing, you know, with everything? Because I know the disability community, we have a lot going on. I haven't been outside. So how have you and your in the community have been dealing with this? Yeah, it's it's difficult. I mean, a lot of kids trying to put a mask on a kid with sensory issues is can be just mm-hmm. an absolute nightmare. Um, some of them don't even understand what's happening. You know, why do I have to do this? Um, so there's there's that issue alone. But then that, that many of them are are home and services have gone virtual is extremely difficult. Because my son went to a therapeutic school and he had a speech therapist and he had occupational therapy. Um, He had his art classes, he had his music classes. And so those kids who weren't in that setting now, they're they're having to do this through a camera. And even just trying to feel like you're connected to that person through the camera for a typical person is hard. So for an atypical person, it's another degree of difficulty. And so this then complicates home life because they're not really getting the services as thoroughly as they need. And now the weight comes down on the parents to provide. So that makes things 10 times trickier. They have to become the speech therapist, the occupational therapist, all of that on their own. Suddenly, you know, they they have to serve those needs. Um, I was fortunate that when my child was young, I was able to stay home with him and attend oh, occupational therapy with them. Yeah, and so I could actually bring things into the home for him to, to use at home, you know, such as a, some kids need a trampoline, they need to keep moving, some need a yeah. weighted blanket on the lap, you know? So I learned a lot of those skills and could just incorporate them in the home. 
but a, a lot of people now they, they suddenly have to take care of this on their own so that it is definitely trickier and the other mm -hmm. aspect that's got trickier is that sometimes it's the grandparents that are having to stay home with the kids and mm -hmm. they really are not uh, you know, full of tools for the situation. Right. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and I, I know, you know, speaking from experience with my parents, I had to train them. You know, my son was not the affectionate, unconditionally loving grandchild. This, he was not what they were expecting, right? So I had to train them how to think differently and appreciate him for different aspects than what they thought might come along. Um, the other area of that that a lot of parents are facing right now is when their children are with another caregiver is the communication level. Um, mm -hmm. It's kind of funny. You have, to, you have to rethink how you express things to another, to a person on the spectrum. So for example, if I said to my son, please take out the trash. To me, that means either take the trash from the kitchen and put it in the can or take the can and put it at the end of the driveway. Both of those work for me. Well, yeah. to him, it was, which trash can, which trash, where do I put it? Um, when do you need oh. it done? You can't take anything for granted. All of those right. details. And now that he's older and able to communicate this to me clearly, he, he really loves parameters. He oh, likes the parameters. awesome. <laughs> Anything nebulous, just give me all the details. So it's, it's great to see him be able to advocate for himself, but it's, you know, it's taken a long time to get there. Yeah, well, I mean, he seems to be doing great. And I mean, I could only imagine, you know, what that was like growing up. And as you mentioned, the grandparents and I know my mom, she's so not tech savvy at all. I just had to train her, you know, just to get on Facebook, text messages. So I could only imagine. So back to um, your son, if you don't mind. So is he in school now, like away or is he living with you? He is living with me. He has a okay. high school diploma. And, okay, um, nice. Okay. Yeah, we've tried a number of different um, activities for him as a young adult, and um, nothing goes, you know, like for a standard timeline. You're in high school, and then four years of college, and then get your first job. It just doesn't apply to this population. Right. So, you know, I've had to adjust my mindset because that was how I was raised. That's what I envisioned would be happening for my own child. Yeah. So um, you could drive yourself nuts trying to fit your kid into that into yeah. that uh, situation so we've learned how to be very flexible how to accept and appreciate the slower path um and to really enjoy having him around we love having him here he worries we're going to kick him out and we're like why so he actually would be working right now he's training to be a jeweler but because of covid his his uh, trainer decided not to have any students in. So um, yeah. we're in limbo. We're in limbo right now. Yeah. Okay. And how is he dealing with like everything? Like, you know, like being inside, like, does he feel like he needs to get outside? <laughs> Ironically, and this is true for, for a lot of young adults like him, this is ideal for them. They're socially challenged. They hate the stress and the pressures of adulthood. And so to be... In, at home in their safe space where they're comfortable gaming with friends uh, no big stressors as far as adult responsibilities this is a little slice of heaven 
Right now. Okay. I mean, I yeah. totally can relate. Like I said, I told people, I feel like I was almost like prepared for this pandemic. I'm like, you know, I'm totally yeah. okay at home, watching my shows, focusing on the business. And, you know, it's just like scary to be out there right now. And then especially when people don't really care to wear their mask and they're just like, oh, I can do what I want. It's kind of like, you're not making me feel comfortable to go outside. Right. So I'm like, I'm totally with him. I'm fine with being at home. So that's good. I'm glad that he's yeah. at home with you. And I know how moms yeah. are with their sons too. So I know yeah. I have a bunch of cousins and all of that. So <laughs> I totally understand. <laughs> so I wanted to ask how do you feel like in um your area, is the, is the autism spectrum like, do they have like a big community? Are they like very supportive? Well, I'm in a small town of just 20,000 people. So yeah. I do know five or six families that have kids on the spectrum. Um, I don't really know a clear answer to that. I haven't found a little niche for myself, you know, people to hang okay. out with. Because our education was kind of all over the place between private schools, home schools, public school for a little bit, and then finally therapeutic school. So I haven't really had a chance to latch on to other moms, you know, and okay. get to know them. I'm sure this is true for, for other moms out there, especially if they have kids at the therapeutic schools, because we are not allowed to talk to other parents in that setting. The kids are considered oh. patients. We have to honor their privacy. So, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So you don't really have a parental community, but I have to say there is an extreme advantage to that that I liked. And I'm admitting this. I know there are other parents who won't admit this. I didn't have to go to school plays. I didn't have to go to fundraisers. I didn't have to bring cookies for birthdays. <laughs> Yes. Hey, that so works. I, uh, yeah, I had time for my career, and that's why I could go teach at the college because I was I was free to to do that and reach my goals. Right. So it worked out the best for all of us. Yeah, it definitely did. So, have you thought about um creating like a support group, like maybe on Facebook? Yeah, we do have a group on Facebook by the okay. same name as Brownie Healthy Families, and okay. it's it's general. It's it's not specific to autism, but it is definitely specific to any kind of services that help the human heart and people's greater good. And that's why I featured you on there because you have such a great mission helping people with Thank disabilities. You. So you fit right into the scheme of things. Um, so yeah, anyone is welcome to join that. We share recipes. We share. Uh, positive thinking, guidance. Uh, we have guests every Tuesday who come and get interviewed. So it's a, it's a nice nice community of positive thinkers. Oh, awesome, awesome. I love it. And then what does your, your son think about the awesomeness that you're doing? Is he excited? <laughs> uh, he hasn't really said. <laughs> he hears me doing interviews and I'm always hoping he's not cringing, but... <laughs> <laughs> He's probably like, oh, whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do you have any other exciting things coming up that would you would like to share with the audience? Um, well, in November, I think late November, one of my blogs will be in the Central Central Moms um, Mass, Central Mom, Central Mass Mom dot com page. That's it. Um, and beyond that, I don't think I have any much else lined up. I am currently taking clients. 
who are interested in, in chatting with me, they get a free consult at the front so we can make sure that we're a good fit for each other. And then we would go from there, you know, finding out what their what their issues are, where we need to help them, and problem solving, and really helping them to you know trust their dopeness, as you keep would say. <laughs> yes, definitely trust your dopeness. Yeah. You can do it. <laughs> yes, because you know we do as parents, even with an atypical child, we know so much more than we realize, but we get so hung up in our heads. That there's, there's no room for the answers to come to us because we're just, you know, ah, you know freaking right. out. So the quiet mind and the quiet heart really will bring more intuitiveness to your parenting. So that's my yeah. goal. Yes, well, that sounds awesome. I'm sure everyone out there appreciates what you're doing. Everybody, please, please go check out SproutingHealthyFamilies.com. And then what was the other one, Mass Mom? I want to make sure I said that right. Central, centralmassmom.com. Okay, centralmassmom.com. She's going to have her blog out. Please, please, please go check it out. She's also on Facebook, Rebecca Jeffries. And then do you have an Instagram that you want to share? Uh, a common guide at a common guide. Okay, well, you heard it here, everybody. Please, please go check her out. She's doing wonderful things. And if you know anybody on the spectrum or someone with a disability slash chronic illness, please go and check her out. She's so supportive. As I said, she supported me from day one. Ever since she's seen Girls Chronically Rock, she's rocking my t-shirt. And she's just like an awesome, awesome light. And definitely go check her out. Send her a message. See what's going on. So yes, please, please, please go check her out. And don't forget to check out Girls Chronically Rock podcast and girls chronically underscore rock on Instagram. Bye.